Hi, my name is David. And my name is Levon. Welcome to Our Weekly Bread, where we listen to the Sunday Gospel readings and learn from God's Word. We're deacons in the Armenian Apostolic Church. In each episode, we'll read the Gospel in English, then have a short discussion reflecting on how to apply God's teachings to our lives. We'll conclude by chanting the Gospel in Armenian, the language of prayer. Today's reading is the Gospel according to Matthew, chapter 5, verse 17 to 20. The Fulfillment of the Law Do not think that I have come to abolish the law or the prophets. I have not come to abolish them, but to fulfill them. For truly, I tell you, until heaven and earth disappear, not the smallest letter nor the least stroke of a pen will by any means disappear from the law until everything is accomplished. Therefore, anyone who sets aside one of the least of these commandments and teaches others accordingly will be called least in the kingdom of heaven. But whoever practices and teaches these commandments will be called great in the kingdom of heaven. For I tell you that unless your righteousness surpasses that of the Pharisees and the teachers of the law, you will certainly not enter the kingdom of heaven. So ends the reading. Do not think that I have come to abolish the law of the prophets. I have not come to abolish them, but to fulfill them. Big claim. Huge. And this is a passage that can't be read out of context. Not at all. Because later on in Luke, uh, in the Last Supper... During the Last Supper, Jesus breaks the bread and distributes it among the apostles and says, This is my body, which I give for you. Mm -hmm. Do this in remembrance of me. And then he shares the cup of, you know, of wine and says, This cup is the new covenant of my blood. Seismic mm -hmm. shift, right, from one day to the next day. God is making a new covenant with people. And I want to kind of be clear for all of our listeners, that new covenant is that Christ's crucifixion and resurrection occurred in order to forgive all of us of our sins. It's, it's a really big difference, right? And people tend to get caught up about, well, what's Jesus's attitude then? of like old versus new testament yeah and i would or this rule or this or the, rule yeah, or that rule like they just like very point magnifying glass hit but it's less about his attitude it's in this particular passage it's more about his relevance yeah to the law right to him yeah he's saying like i am the god that brought you out of the wilderness freed the slaves all of that yep and now that chapter, Isaiah talked about me to all of your yes, you that people. Per, that person that you're saying is the Messiah. That's me. That's me. That's yeah. me. And now that we've had this checkpoint in history, where I, where God has come to Earth, not speaking as a cloud or everything, He is physically yeah. on the Earth to communicate with all of us, to commune with us. Yeah. And He's saying, now I'm calling you higher. Yeah. I'm calling you to not only talk about the Ten Commandments, I'm calling you to fulfill this greatest commandment, which is love 
your neighbor as yourself. Yeah. Love one another. Exactly, yeah. And he calls us to be better. There are things in the Old Testament that we're not comfortable hearing. Yeah. They talk about how to treat slaves. And you're like, where does that come from? Yeah. And then if you look at it in context, God has to start somewhere with people. Yeah. So you can't just start doing integral calculus without learning basic arithmetic. Yeah. You have to start somewhere. So God started somewhere with the Old Testament. And now he's saying, now you're ready. You are ready for the real stuff. Yeah. What spirituality is, what love is. Yeah. This is what I'm calling you to be. Right. And I, and I think that you know, he fleshes that out in a sense, right? I mean, he actually says, you have to be more righteous than the Pharisees and the teachers of the law. Which sounds like a pretty high bar, but if you remember how Jesus has been talking about the Pharisees and the teachers, he's like, you hypocrites, you're all for show. Like, yeah. it's a pretty low bar, but it yeah. sounds high. <laughs> yeah, it's, and it would sound high to the people hearing yeah. this, right? They're like, oh man, what? Yeah. But Jesus is calling them out, remember that. He's calling them out, yeah, yeah. that's right. I, I want to actually point out one thing, right? Jesus can say that because Jesus is Jesus. So <laughs> we can't go around. We can't go back. around. It's not to me to say, oh, David, you're a hypocrite for blah, 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 blah. Right, that right, you did right. in 1972. Mm-hmm. Right. I wasn't born in it for the record. <laughs> 19, 19, <laughs> you're not a hypocrite for that. <laughs> but Jesus can say that because Jesus is Jesus. Because right? he knows us. He, because he, knows, he our hearts, knows our hearts. And he looks yeah. at everybody. And he knows you. Yeah. And he's literally saying that ignore who they are, right? You have to be better than them. You have to be better than these people that you view as leaders, that you look up to. Mm -hmm. You have to be better than them. But he tells us how to be better than them. Yep. He tells us, I desire mercy, not sacrifice. He repeats that from Hosea, right? Which is really telling us, great, you guys know how to do sacrifices as prescribed in the desert. Mm -hmm. Go to the next step. What is the next step? I don't just want you to do these formulaic things. Mm-hmm. Where is your heart? Don't pray formulaically. Don't yeah. have empty prayers. D- yeah, your have prayers should be empty. conscience, presence, heartful, meaningful essence in your actions. Right. And that's what he calls us to not live by the formula. I he like t- yeah, he calls us not to live by a formula, right? Mm-hmm. It's. I actually think that that's really hard to hear Yeah. when you kind of rephrase it for today, right? Mm-hmm. Because we don't have Pharisees. We have you know, priests, ministers, pastors, bishops, bishops, you know, whoever, right? And and I would even say that he's saying, like, be better than them, too. Yeah. Right? And, and I'm not saying that he's saying that they're bad, right? Mm-hmm. But I'm he's saying... He's just calling you to be better. But he's just calling us to be better, Yeah. right? And, and not to hold ourselves out as better, but to be better. He's calling us to really, to love God with all our heart, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And because we love God with all our heart, to love people yeah, and to show our love for people. I mean, if you're listening to this right now, like you may listen to this and turn this off and be like, yeah, okay, show love for people. Like he's calling me to be higher. And then you're just going to go about your routine. going to go yeah. to work, go to eat food, go yeah. to sleep, watch some TV. But step outside of that routine a little. Yeah. Do better. Yeah, do better. And not do it in an ancient sense, like, crap, I gotta do better because I gotta check this list off. It's like, be better where you are. Yeah. Wherever that is, right now, you say, you know what, I haven't checked up on that coworker. You know what, I haven't talked to this friend in a while. Let me check in on them. Or, you know what, there's this project I want to do, but I've never done it. Let me me start that now. Yeah. You know, just 
be better or help. You know what? That per, that neighbor, I haven't seen them in a while. Let me check on them. Yeah, I wonder if they're okay. Are they, are they even yeah. home? Just, it doesn't mean like, oh my gosh, you know, put on the superhero cape and let's yeah. go. It, it's, ask your it's coworkers small. how they're doing and listen to what they say. And not just ask how you're doing just so you can say how you're doing. Yes, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Going, going back to Old Testament versus New Testament, this might be kind of a bad analogy here, but I'm going to try to go for it. So... Jesus is, is also saying, don't just forget everything in the Old Testament, right? Yeah. He's calling us to be better, but he's not saying, like, completely ignore. But he's yeah, also he's saying, not. like, I'm calling you to be better than that. And here's the bad analogy I'm going to try to go for here. Star Wars. <laughs> you can't just say the last three Star Wars episodes, I'm assuming, is going to be four, five, and six, where Luke defeats the Sith Lord. The original before canon. Di- before Disney came so in. So you're only including four, five, and six. Just, uh, just for the simplistic analogy, instead of it being three parts, it's you know three trilogies. It's two trilogies. This is two testaments, right? Okay, okay. Keeping it there, like okay. let's like let's pretend the race stuff and all that happens later. Are you are you keeping Jar Jar Binks? Yeah, he's in there. That's that's the point. Okay, because okay. so uh, it's a little count. If you're a real diehard fan, this analogy won't be perfect, but it it will meet the point. So the point is. Sure, you can have Star Wars Episode 4, 5, and 6. Let's call that the New Testament, based on sequence of time. Sequence, sequence yeah. of time, 4, 5, and 6. If you had that, that would be great. The yeah. original series, you're like, oh, I get the whole story. You know, there's Luke, and then there's Vader. Spoiler alert, Vader's Luke's father. But if we just kept that, it is sure you would have lots of lessons to learn from this and yeah. teachings, but you kind of need to know vader's backstory yeah you need to know what vader went through to become vader yeah so the point is don't leave part of the story out yeah it's good to have that full picture to understand the more present story right piggybacking on that if you read the old testament and the new testament even if you read different books in the old testament and the new testament you will notice that they happen at different times very different times. right they span like thousands of years yeah exactly it's like they spend <laughs> thousands of years right beginning of time even yeah and 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 that's the thing is that you have to understand that whatever is in the old testament may have been what the israelites needed to hear at that point yeah context. right you need to understand the context um you know and I, I will probably like get myself into trouble with people who believe in like biblical infallibility and everything is like literally true in the entire bible but if you read the Old Testament, those books were written to be read and consumed by those people living then and to guide them in their lives. Mm-hmm. And and I think that it's really important to understand that Jesus spoke to people living in the Holy Land 2,000 years ago. 2,000 years ago. So people today, they don't know how small mustard seed is, right? Yeah. They don't understand how wheat grows. But you know what? We do know how being nice to the guy who makes us our drink at Starbucks is right. Mm-hmm. And we do understand what it means to be understanding of our coworker who is, I don't know, going through a rough divorce Yeah, with a spouse who's having trouble or with a child who's having trouble in school. Right. Mm-hmm. Jesus spoke universally. And, and I would say even more universally than, you know, the prophets in the old Testament. Because Jesus transcends time. He transcends time. He transcends... Basically, he said, no, human beings, you all need to be better. Yeah. Right? You all need to be better. Mm-hmm. He came to Jews living in the Holy Land. But you see, as you read through the New Testament, 
it wasn't just Jews that he was preaching to, it right? Was literally everyone. It was everyone. Yeah. I mean, Paul had a vision, mm-hmm. right, on his road to Damascus. He became blind. He be, he was blinded yeah. and he was led to what Nicodemus's yeah. house, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, this guy who literally made a, a who literally persecuted Christians, killed them. Killed Christians. Yeah. Um this this man who who you know did awful things to Christians, killed Christians, God leads him to Nicodemus and then leads him to, you know, preach the gospel of Christ's redeeming sacrifice to everyone. Isn't that incredible? Yeah. One thing that if, you know, if you attend the Armenian church regularly, you'll notice that this verse actually sounds very familiar. <laughs> and it's because we actually close the liturgy by the priest saying, Gadarumen orinatsyev markareits tuyas Christos asvads pargichmer. You are the perfection of the law and the prophets, Christ God our Savior. And then we ask for God to fill us with the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. So, I mean... Our liturgy comes straight from the Bible, number one. And number two, like, here's an example, right? This comes straight from the Bible into our liturgy where Jesus is talking about, you know, he fulfilled all the prophets. Mm-hmm. Now Karin will read today's gospel reading in Armenian. Surpo avedarani sisusi christosi vorust mateosi. Migartek te yes yega orenke gam markarenere avrelu. Chega avrelu haba gadarelu. Kanzi jushmarda bes gesemtezi. Minchev yergink u yergir ansnin. Orenken hovdme gam nashanakirme bidi chansni. Minchev polornal gadarvin. Usti ovor ais amena poker. Badvirank neren mega avre, u martots ein besorvetsne, aniga amena poker bidi gochvi, yerginki takavurutian mech. Pites over esse yev sorvetsne, aniga meds bidi gochvi, yerginki takavurutian mech. Kanzigesem zezi, yete zer artarutune, tabir nerun, u parisetsi nerun, Artarutenen aveli chela panav bidi chumadnek yerginki takavrutuna. The word of God. <laughs>